Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 676 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am not Christian Piles. Christian is at the airport right now, about to fly to Tokyo, where he will be covering the 2021 Olympics, 2020 Olympics, however you still want to say it. But that's okay, because John Kozak is joining the show today, along with Ben Askren, as always. We're going to get into some Olympic stuff. This will be our last show before the Olympics actually gets started on Saturday night here, our time. So we'll go through and make some picks and whatnot. A couple news items to get to before. Um, first, let's roll with, did y'all see these Spencer Lee t-shirts that came out? Yeah, well, he's, got, he's got at least two t-shirts now. Yes, he does. Yeah, one? neither one is with a really like a wrestling apparel company. You know, one of the bigger names, whether it be Nike or Adidas or Rudis. Um, Yanni signed with uh, Spartan Combat. So, but Ironside Apparel, no offense, Mark Ironside, great wrestler, not known as a huge wrestling apparel company. And then the other one is obviously Barstool Sports, again, not a wrestling apparel company. So I thought that was interesting that he's got two shirts. I like that he wasn't forced into an exclusive deal. He could do them both. Um, and that I thought it was really cool that Dave Portnoy, the man himself, this is their first NIL T-shirt that he is tweeting about. Yeah, uh, that's a huge brand getting behind wrestlers and promoting them and liking them. Uh, like I said before the show, Portnoy has been talking about Gable Stevenson as well, both on Twitter and on shows and stuff. And so it's they're like excited to work with these guys. Yeah, that's one of the things that we kind of were talking about before is when you saw them release their athletes that they were, you know, sponsoring, all the wrestling ones got like way more interaction. And now to see Spencer get the first T-shirt, like to me, that's a really, a really big deal. Um, and I don't think, yeah. like, I didn't expect it at, coming off of their um, promotion thing. So, but Barstool generally has not sold merchandise, or do they? I, I'm they sell a lot of merchandise. 
They sell a lot of merchandise. Okay, yes. well, that's great then. So hopefully they're, they sell a whole bunch of Spencer Lee shirts. They're really good at, and I don't know, JD, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they're really good at when something happens in sports, like a tagline or something unique oh, yeah. happens. Taking advantage and capitalizing. They, they <laughs> like, right off the bat, they take advantage of it and make a shirt off of it. And yes. And they, like, kind of strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely. Mm. God, that's smart. Nice. Um, yeah, so, so kind of cool. So what are you buying, guys? I'm buying going, buying I'm going the barstool one. Space okay. said it. He said it um, nicely. It's got big three wolf howling at the moon energy. Yeah. So is, is so that I like, like that. I think that style is coming back in a little bit, whereas maybe five to ten years ago, that style would have been like, oh, my gosh, that's so 80s, I feel like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Everything goes in cycles. Right. And I think yes. I think it's smart that they have – kind of like one for both audiences uh so you know you got the little more plain one excuses are for wusses there with the blue and the red red white and blue and then you got the the moon howler and so i think they're hitting Ooh. all their audiences you know oh hold on jd I, I i went even further i went into the barstool store dude you could get a hoodie and a tank top with the same logo so i think you're going tank top i'm tank going tank top. oh yeah for sure freeing the shoulder oh, yeah. So uh, the other question here, did he say wusses or wussies? Because I, I was thinking there was an I in there. I thought he said wusses. Yeah, I don't wusses. know. What's, okay. What is he getting trademarked? That's what I want to know. He, probably probably wusses. Yeah. yeah, that seems fair. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go specially tank top also. Yeah, tank it up. Okay. Tank it up. More news. Uh, some more conference realignment stuff is kind of coming out and it turns out unsurprisingly like espn has some stake in the game and has been reaching out to uh, schools in the big 12 saying hey go this way go this way um it's not perfectly clear yet or all the details haven't come out yet but it's just interesting to follow and see and you have to think that it's the big 12 telling schools to either go to the Pac-12 or ACC since they have TV deals with uh, That's crazy. schools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and the Big 12 is not happy. Uh, they're, <laughs> they've sent ESPN um, like a cease and desist, basically, because they still have these schools under under contract, you know, for however yeah. many years. And they're like, no, ESPN is trying to cause chaos right now and schools to panic and make quick decisions yeah i so i mean obviously espn would have uh they have an interest in that because they get the tv deals but i'm thinking like would they be uh could you sue them on those grounds right because what if they said well we just want to see better conferences we don't we don't care about the the rights we just want to see better conferences uh is that legal i'm not a lawyer so i'm not really sure uh yeah i can't say for sure either i don't know yeah i think what what i was because i read the um the cease and desist letter or whatever that it's called and because espn also has an agreement with like the big 12 i think that's where they're saying they are you know coming out of line and he actually cites um you know section 20.2 c of the amendment you know so so there's like certain things that he's citing Mm -hmm. as he's writing this letter saying hey you're breaking the agreement that we have in order to you know take advantage and set yourself up for the a future agreement 
Yeah. Well, let's go. Sue SPN. Do it, Big 12. <laughs> I don't think the Big 12 has a chance, though, after you guys were talking about it. I looked a little bit into it. It sounds like yeah. they're just they're going to they're gonna be done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's too bad for fans of schools in the Big 12 that have been with the Big 12 for a long time. But... But is anyone really a fan of the specific conference? I mean, like, say, I was I was in the Big 12, and I thought it was cool while I was there. But Outside know, of SEC teams, football, no. Nobody really cares yeah. about conference. And, yeah, if, if I'm a fan uh, if I'm a fan of the team and the team goes somewhere else, I'm just going to follow. I watched them do wrestling when they were in the MAC. I mean, it would have been nice watching them wrestle uh, Oklahoma State or Oklahoma a few more times, but generally they still did. And I got to see them at all the big tournaments, and I got to see them at the NCAA tournament. So, like, it didn't really have any effect on, on my life, I don't think. Uh, yeah. No, I, I agree with you, and most people would too. But, like I said, except SEC football, it's a little different. The SEC considered, considers themselves, like, holier than thou, like their own little kind of separate thing. But <laughs> besides that, I think that's pretty much the feeling of most people. All right, should we get into Olympic talk? Yeah, I can't believe uh, the Olympics starts in like, or for wrestling, starts in two days. Yeah. It's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, I uh, figure just start at 57 and uh, work our way up. Kozak, I'll kind of let you, you're the international man of mystery. Um if you want to kind of talk about maybe some of the top contenders and uh, maybe a dark horse or two, who to keep an eye on, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much over the last month or two, I've been diving deep into, you know, every field and doing a whole lot of research and trying to get previews that go go as in-depth as we can for everybody. And so previews are up on the site, and then I did some Olympian rankings based on on head-to-head -head performances and so we'll be referencing some of those um, but obviously you know 57 kilograms Russia's uh, Zaur Guev he's the two-time defending um, world champ and then he'll be challenged by uh, Suleiman Atli who's a world silver medalist from 2019 uh, Ravi Kumar who's a what bronze medalist for, at the world, Yuki Takahashi, uh, Nurislam Sanaya from Kazakhstan, and then there's a new guy who's younger, um, Abdullayev from Uzbekistan, who I, I really like. Um, so yeah, we can talk about talk about predictions. Um, well, how do you say Abdullayev's first name, Kozak? Uh, Gulumjan or Gulumyan? Gulumjan. I've heard it, both, heard it both ways. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, man, it's crazy looking at your rankings that Michich is the number one seed in the Olympics, yet he is ranked number twelve on your rankings. Yeah, and That's these like are and these are head by head to head. So you know, it's based off of who've who they've lost to, who they've beaten. So you know, Gilman is all the way down at number ten uh, because he has two past head to head losses to uh, Vangelov from Bulgaria. Um, Gilman does have wins over number uh, two, Otley, and number seven, Atri. Uh, but he's also got losses to Sanaya Vangelov as well. Yeah. And so it's tough because um, 
You know, the seating obviously was we were complaining because sometimes, uh, you know, most notably when it was David Taylor and Yazdani, and I remember I'm forgetting who the number three was at the time, but they were all on one side essentially, right next to each other. But the same thing can happen here because Ugev and, and Atli are going to be on the same side, two and three. That's guaranteed already. Abdulov will be drawn in, and he's got a 50-50 chance of being on each side. Meanwhile, on the top, Michich is the number 12. And so theoretically, he can get uh, a couple other low-ranked guys and then you know kind of have a smooth path to the semis. Right, yeah, and that'll be, I think, something we see at every weight where it's like things could – be set up really nice for Team USA guys, or they could be, you know, like we talked about the last time I was on here, like the death brackets, where it's just like worst case death scenario. Bracket. Yeah, they, which faced. by the way made a resurgence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw that Ben floating uh, around Twitter. What some account uh, that made their profile picture the UWW logo and their name United World Wrestling, and I forget what the Twitter handle was, but it looked legit. Just tweeted out your brackets for the 2021 uh, Tokyo Olympics, and oh, and people took the bait. Yeah, oh yeah, they got <laughs> people got got. They got so many people. I think even Bader yeah. said he got he got got. But brackets are going to come out day before every weight. Day it stinks that they don't come out like way like today would be a lot more fun to actually discuss the weight classes if we had the mm-hmm. brackets. Yeah, so I don't really see. I don't really see ever see the reasoning of why they don't put them out we already know all 16 competitors i mean i guess in the case that someone were to miss weight you'd have to pull that person out but you could just put someone else back at their spot um i i don't know why what that did savage to put them in uh early is <laughs> whoa excuse me bless you <laughs> yeah i think that's what it is they just and that that's the way like it's always been done so they just kind of Waited out, which is unfortunate. It makes it much harder to hi- hype it up. It's like, how can you how yes. could you hype up a main fight yeah. if you weren't for sure that it's going to happen? Because we can literally be talking about matchups. I mean, for the at the very least, first round matchups we could be talking about right now, and then likely, um, you know, because on this uh, on the on your rankings, uh, thirteen through sixteen are pretty soft. So we would likely be able to talk about a lot of second round matchups also um and kind of be surmising where the bracket's going to go if we actually had the bracket we could be doing that that would be a lot more fun than just saying like who is the best yeah we just yeah to do it we should well, build our own bracket i know i know i wish <laughs> i wish that were how life was right now um yes but yeah i i've got some do we, i don't know if we have the clips ready to ready to go um so yeah, so I I put together some clips from from Gilman and Takahashi. So they've met twice, uh, once in the World Finals in 2017, and another in uh, at the World Cup in 2018. So it was like six months apart. And um, I didn't I didn't necessarily do this to like crush our our hopes and dreams for Gilman, but you can yes, see you, <laughs> you can see when Gilman attacks Takahashi, mm-hmm. Takahashi just he capitalized on Gilman's attacks every single time. That's how he scored in in all of them. So it's two to nothing, um, kind of right off the bat. Again, Gilman takes a left side single, reattack from Takahashi, and and he scores right away. Um, I don't think he. Do you think? Um, 
Man, I mean, that, that feeling those reattacks is obviously a skill set. You think there's any chance Thomas Gilman improved that skill set since then? Yeah, I mean, it's been for almost four years since this. Yeah. And here's on our, on our screen, um, if you're just listening, you can see this is the best chance Gilman gets to score. He, he kind of gets pretty deep. Um, ben, I don't know if you want to talk about kind of what, what happens here and what he does wrong. Um, no, I mean, he's doing all of the right things right now. Obviously the Japanese guy, uh, he's so like, yeah, right there. Like, you know, how he, how he made the guy bail and was actually hitting like a go behind. Like that was scrambling wise. That was definitely the right thing. And then the Japanese guy's just really good. And he slips that shoulder back in and gets himself back in the game. But for a, for a second there, it really looked like Gilman was going to score and he did the right thing on that leg attack. Right. So yeah, that was the first match. And here's the second. I love that. Uh, single leg defense from Takahashi there. What do you love about it? He, he, he just grabs, in and kicks just out, grabs, grabs, grabs the, face. the face and yeah, yeah he, it. He rearranges it back to the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think some. I think someone is following. Uh, someone's texting me about the first round matchup, so I think that <laughs> I think they're falling for the bait too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked a question. <laughs> it was in a uh, one of the somebody uh, Gilotti. Isaiah Brookham asked um, for all questions, when do Olympic brackets come out? So you're going to have to wait, Isaiah, until yeah, day, day before. before. Day before. Um, so, yeah, I put, that, I, I put those clips <laughs> together <laughs> um, because Takahashi is my pick uh, to, to win gold um, at 57. Uh, really? Like, Even though yeah. you have ranked number, what do you have, five? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, really, I, really like, I really like Takahashi. I also like that he had to go through some adversity to make the team because they made him he qualified the weight after Higuchi missed weight and then they mm. made him wrestle off Higuchi again and he he beat him um and so I kind of like that I like the you know some of the adversity he went through and then um and I like I like the way he wrestles a lot too so I I, I picked him as my uh, my gold pick for so John, who um, who did he lose to? The ranked all the way down there at five. Uh, I mean, I know mm -hmm. he lost to Ugeev, right? But who else? Um, yeah. Let me let me look here at my own <clears throat> at my own article. Your own website. Okay, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go to your website so I can. Uh... Yeah, that website's kind of getting out of date. I haven't updated it in a while. Um, so he's lost to uh, Ravi Kumar twice. And he's lost to Aguev and Erdinabat. So he's got some losses, but the Erdinabat losses from 2015. Um, Aguev's from 2018. Kumar's 2019. Ooh. He got whooped by Kumar at the 20 Asian Championships. Yeah, he did. He did. But that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I still, I still like him. Oh, so he better hope he's not on Ravi Kumar's side because he lost 6-1 and 14-5 to Ravi Kumar. I know. I know. Stylistically, it doesn't uh, doesn't work for him. Yeah, well, he's he's either going to be on Kumar's or Aguyev's side, so he's actually going to have a tough draw because uh, Aguyev's a two and Kumar's the four seed. Yes, four. So yeah, that's the case. All right, well, I'm, pick him. I'm I'm a, yeah, I'm going to pick Aguyev. Uh, I think he's you know he's the favorite, obviously. Um, he was so good last. Uh, I guess 2019, he was so good. I don't really see a reason not to pick him. Um, so I'm going uh, Ugeev. I am as well, but I do have Takahashi making the finals. How so. can you do that when you don't know what side he's on? 
Well, uh, just theoretically, like that would be that would be my finals pick because I think, you know, he's probably the yes. second best guy in the bracket. So okay. I, I figured we'd pick Aguyev at some point. So I uh, I got a clip of him losing here for us to there we uh, go to watch. <laughs> a- so um, so this is uh, what his, year is this? I believe this is 2018. He lost to uh, Adesheris Feely at the uh, 2018. Uh, Euro Championships. He's lost at uh, in 2018 and 2019, both to Azerbaijan guys. So he gets a takedown there. He's up three to nothing, and he's controlled this kind of whole match. And our next clip kind of shows right down 15 seconds. Um, you know, he's in the over under position here, uh, and he's just kind of hanging out. And then whoop. Sure it actually worked. Big, yeah, oh and gosh. that's what worked. Yolo wow. lat drop. Yolo lat drop. So, so here's wow, here's that was my impressive because he really had his butt back, no pressure in, and somehow it still worked. Right, right. And so wow. he's he's done that where he's lost twice, both at Euros. Um, so I don't know. That's my rationale. He's he's lost at big tournaments before, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, how do we feel? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we want to talk about Gilman more if we just want to move on. I mean, man, it's so, like I said, without these brackets, it's almost dumb, right? Like, Gilman, I think he's going to beat everyone who's lower ranked than him. And I think I would favor him in a match against Michich, although I think it would be really close. So if, if he somehow gets put up in the top quarter, it could be good for him. But I think he's a, a big underdog against um the three other seated guys and then takahashi also so and then i don't know i don't know the uzbekistan guy that you were mentioning i don't really know him so i don't want to say he's an underdog to him for sure but so there could be some really bad places in the bracket and there could be some good places yeah and uww's brackets can be so uneven to that the draw really does matter yeah um but i, I think going's a pretty far shot to even medal uh, yeah, I, I hate to say it, but it it was surprising to hear you say because like, I haven't thought about it. But when he won world silver, that was four years ago. Yeah, yeah that's, that was a, that's a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> in yeah. a wrestling career. Uh, he he still has a shot, um, but especially if he's not a hundred percent with his foot going in, which I. Assuming he's going to be close to, um, it, I think it's a long shot for him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would agree. All right. It is crazy though that still in 2021 that the UWW can't find someone to hire who would properly seed the brackets. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Well, like, the, well, they want to incentivize people to wrestle at. Ranking series that. tournaments. And, if you just so go off could, rankings, it would be like number one. Like this guy's number one, and he doesn't have to wrestle. Yeah, I get it, but you could also tell the rankers like, "Hey, favor these tournaments more heavily," and then they would know, right? The athletes would know that these tournaments are being favored more heavily. There are, I mean, like, there's some stupid high school tournaments that say like, "This tournament, <laughs> how you did last year at this tournament." Oh is yeah, the number one seating criteria. When it's like, well, state is the number two seating seating criteria. It's totally ridiculous. Um, so th- you could definitely do that, but I think it's just obviously 
that would then open up to bribery and other things, which would not be so good. But the fact that we still can't get it done in 2021 or, or create some type of bot or something that can just do it for us based on those type of things, create a, at least a number one through eight. That way all those good guys are separated and we have uh, a semblance of a fair and balanced bracket. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the top guys still don't even care. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just crazy. Yeah, like Sage Live, he doesn't wrestle a ranking series. Uh, other couple, the well, top that would Russians. be an easy one where, like, for him, versus, okay, so one of the reasons he doesn't care is because he is, at this point, that much better than everybody else. And so it would also be really easy to put him number one, and no one's really going to argue all that much with you. Like, if you put Sage Live number one, who's going to argue? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah, because he is number one. Because <laughs> he is. So... I think it would be like I think in cases like that it would it would work itself out most of the time. Yeah, I wish um, I, I can wish I can wish I know. And like Ugliev doesn't care; he's the number two seed, even though he's reigning world champ. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so it, I guess we'd all probably also have better seeds if there was actually a twenty twenty world championships. Our seeds would probably be more, um, mm-hmm. more accurate. Yeah, maybe. It definitely does incentivize guys like three through twelve, though, to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean that's how Michic got the number one seed. Is he went to Poland, knowing, hey, I can get the number one seed here if I perform. And then a lot of the guys that were in the bracket, so Abdulayev, um, Sanayev, Atri, Kumar, they all went sixty-one. So they didn't get any seeding criteria at Poland for. Uh, for the Olympics, and that's where Abdullayev beat all those guys. And then Aguyev didn't go to mm-hmm. Poland, so that's how he, he just got the one and went, went above everybody else. Um, but we want to do 65 now? Sure. Sure. Right. This is fun. So 65 is a really fun weight. There's three past. Uh, well, well, Ben, who would you pick to make the finals opposite Aguyev? You said Aguyev's here. <laughs> Your hypothetical finalist. Someone's, someone's not on his side. Uh, um i i like ravi's really good but Mm -hmm. uh i can't i kind of think ravi i'm more impressed by him than otley um so i'll I'll go ravi kumar uh and they they are going to be on opposite sides for sure so that helps okay yeah i like i like ravi a lot um yeah, he's really good. Another guy who might be a dark horse, maybe like Hartunian from Armenia at fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's coming on strong the last whatever year. Um, he looks really good too. Uh, nice. All right, sixty-five. I started to say uh, three past world champs here. Uh, Aliyev. Hey, I'm sorry. Can I ask one last question? Uh, <laughs> Kozak, yeah. I'm on your website uh, scrolling through here. So. Um, Otley's been pretty good, including a silver at the World Championships. But then I right. clicked on the, his profile. He just got tu- tuned up by some other uh, Turkish dude. What's up with that? Oh, that was—I think that was up at sixty-five. He was wrestling. Oh, he went up. Yeah, he was up. He was wrestling up after. Right. Um, yeah, after COVID, you know, he he gained the whatever, the twenty pounds and the quarantine uh, fifteen. Quarantine, yeah. Yeah, so he wrestled up Jeez. at 65, I think, in like October or November of 2020, and then kind of worked wow. his way down. 
So got it. Okay. Yeah, shaking shaking the rust off. Um, got it. But All right, 65. yeah, sorry, forgot about that. No, sixty five. Um, uh, you can interrupt me again anytime <laughs> you want. You know, sixty five. So many questions. I know. Uh, so I'll, uh, Haji Aliyev, he's won three world championships. They were all at a lower weight. Um, and then uh, Odaguru, he won in 2018. Yes. And then Rashidov, 2019 world champ. Uh, so that's, this is a really deep weight. Uh, and and then, then, I think this is the most fun weight, too. I mean, like, Aliyev yeah. is a joy to watch. Odaguru mm-hmm. is so fun. Punya's fun to watch. Muzakayev, he's like a tornado. He's fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, this weight, this weight is like really fun. There's a lot of guys who just like you're mm-hmm. gonna enjoy seeing them mix it up. Yeah, and then Tavanyan from Armenia, he's younger. Um, he was he was in Junior Worlds 2019. He took fifth, but he had a great um, World Cup in December, and then he yeah. kind of followed that up at the uh, Olympic qualifier, and he beat. Um, Gajiev, who was the guy who beat uh, J.O. Jordan. And then he beat, uh, Tavanyan beat Aliyev in the finals. And so I actually oh, wow. have, I have that clip of him um, beating Aliyev if we want to um, cue that up here. And so this this match is actually really similar. Uh, Tavanyan also beat Musakayev at the World Cup. Dang! So, yeah, this, this match is really similar to that um, Musakayev match where it was like one nothing. Uh, close match, and then he got on top, and he just got his turns going. So he's Dang, real dangerous. Look at him going. Mm-hmm. So this is against Aliyev at the uh, last or at the Euro Olympic qualifier. Um, so he gets a takedown and get then gets two guts, and then um, you know with whatever fifty seconds left in the match, he gets in on another shot and gets another takedown against Aliyev. So this is um, space. Like one of his favorite wrestlers wow. uh, at the Let's Olympics. Watch some more of him. Yeah, so Tavanyan's really good. He's younger. I think he's only like 22, 23 maybe. Because he, he just beat up Aliyev, and Aliyev is always, I feel like he's always competitive with Rashidov. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Tavanyan, so he has lost to Odaguru, uh, but it was like two or three years ago. Um. And I think he's got maybe a you know one or two other losses to this Olympic field, but being so young uh, and then now showing what he has over the last six to eight months, he looks really good. Mm-hmm. So um, Tavanya is, is one of my picks to make the finals, uh, and then but I ultimately picked uh, Rashidov as my uh, as my as my champ. I just like the way I like the way he's wrestled over the last two years. Um, he he's comparable to Yugoyev in mm-hmm. my opinion both stylistically and record wise and maybe not as much as a favorite over the field because this field is deeper in my opinion but in terms of like how much better he is to number two I think it's about similar mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I'm gonna. You know who I'm gonna go. Uh, we don't have an American in this field, unfortunately. But Bajang Punya, we're gonna adopt him. He's gonna be kind of American for this yeah. for my purposes. He um, trains here a lot. He trains he here a lot. lot. He's been. Yep, and he is. Uh, we gave him a big check opposite, one time. There you go. He's opposite of Rashidov, 
and Musakayev and his semifinal, if the seeds hold, which they likely won't, would be Nyas Bekov, who I think he beats relatively easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just beat Nyas Bekov last month, nine to nothing, um, at the Aliyev. Yep. Um, so, yeah, where's that? The nightmare matchup for Bajrang is Odaguro. He has he's never beaten him. And that the, match uh, was so awesome. Though. It was a twenty. 18, what, 18 worlds, or, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that was like if listen, if you're a wrestling fan, go watch that match because that match was awesome. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And if the match had been like a minute longer, uh, Bajrang would have oh, yeah. I think, cautioned Odaguru out because he had two cautions like right at the end. But I do have, um, I kind of with the first two weights, I, I put together a clip um, of maybe like not their their brightest moments, uh, and this was like. So if you're looking for a reason yeah, not to for, pick the Russian yeah. at these weights. Yeah, here it is. So this was first round 2019 Worlds. The last. This is the last kind of minute of the match. Last um, yeah, where Rashidov and Aliyev hit in the first round. And the ending is just wild. And this is where... Dixie there. Mm-hmm. So Rashidov scores with 40 seconds to go. Yep. And then Aliyev has to respond and score. And this is where... We were like crying, you know, corruption, uh, which it very well could have been, um, with how the how, how the points scored were scored it. at the end. He goes yeah. into this shell and turns so into pissed. A Yeah, yeah. So here we go. That's a, wait, that's an American ref, though, right? On the mat. Yeah, I don't know. Correct. I didn't. I didn't I'm see. pretty sure it is. So yeah, this this sequence here of how close. Awesome. Dang, that's crazy how he got his uh, can we rewind this? Can you rewind? Can you rewind real quick? Hold on. How he gets his leg back off that first attack is so impressive. That, the limp leg? Liev gets in so tight and but it's not even like a traditional limp leg. It's more of like a I don't know, just watch it again. It's so impressive. Yeah, here the high Whoa. knee limp leg. Yeah, high and knee. And then yeah, Ali- exactly. for Aliyev not to give up a score. Yep. Boom. And then he this gets he just barely gets to the ankle here. He oh. kinda tried it again. Oh. But Aliyev was able to hold on. <laughs> I actually so I actually see the argument on this one. I I forgot that that was the ending. Uh mm-hmm. so you know they're saying that essentially Rashidov went Peterson, right? He goes belly hand. I don't know if we can play it in slow motion if that's possible for us. But he goes belly hand and he turns into it and it gets um uh, it gets a Liev off to the side. I can see their argument. I really could. I, and most people were going nuts, but I could definitely. Uh, we, yeah, we, let's go slow motion at like five seconds. Can we go do that? There it is. Well, we slow, okay, so, oh, the, oh, we were right there. Hold on. We're going there. Sorry if this is bad radio frame. I'm listening. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll watch okay. it on the website. We'll get there. We'll get. I mean, yeah, we, we got some high quality slow motion going on here. Mm-hmm. So the seconds are ticking by so slowly in slow motion. <laughs> okay, I promised that we were going to get there at some point. Okay, yeah, right. so boom. he almost gets him there because the knee was. You could mm-hmm. argue the knee was down. Okay, so now as as Aliyah pussy, uh, so Rashidov's grabbing the left hand wrist right here, and he's going to do a hard plant and a hard turn into a Peterson. Um, and so I think the argument is that 
uh, Aliyev's head hit out when he did that, like, much like a wizard kick, right? If I wizard right. kick you and you're on my leg and your head hits out, then you're out, and you have not yet secured the takedown. That is the argument that they're making here, and I actually kind of agree with it. Right. Boom. See how hard well, he, he goes definitely in that does person? that, but it's also um, was that initiated because of Aliyev? Like, did you initiate because of well, I, your I would opponent's say there's no initiation? Way there's no way Aliyev wanted to go that direction, right? Aliyev would have mm-hmm. wanted to go towards that trap arm, and his, by where his feet were, it would have been impossible for him to take the action to the other side. Yeah. So I, think I actually agreed with the Rashidov call. To counter, and I kind of agree with him, just kind of playing devil's advocate. Um, when you shoot, say, like a single or double leg, and you your opponent uh, lat whips you, um, over it's kind of similar to like but a lot of times if you like still kind of go to your back they'll give the other guy four and then maybe the guy who countered two but think about it more like on a um on a like a failed front head pinch so you should have single like i don't but i but you post and i don't get you over like usually they'll go no call on that you know they'll kind of go zero and zero mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll mm-hmm. let wrestling resume so i would say it's more like that because Aliyev does nothing at that point to hold him on his back, and there's definitely no control also. And, and so then, then, and then also the action should be stopped when the head hits out, right? When the head touches, then the action is over. So uh, yeah, I, I'm going one point Rashidov. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's I think the problem for us is like viewing it through the folk style lens of. Well, you know, Rashidov, how can Rashidov get points for that? He doesn't have control. He's, you know, he lands on almost on his back, almost in danger. But yeah. the, like, to, to your point, he initiates this, you know, motion. Peterson, yeah. He initiates the Peterson. He, it, so it's like he gets the technique of the counter and then ultimately gets Aliyev to land out of bounce. So he's awarded mm-hmm. for that. He's awarded for that technique and where it happened on the edge of the mat. But it was certainly the perfect storm with it happening yes. right at the end with the match in balance <laughs> and with it being Russia and Aliyev and all of that. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, sorry, can we go back like a half a second and pause it there? Like, it, just based on where, okay, a little more forward, a little more forward, a little more, a little more, a little more. Based time right here, based on where uh, Aliyev's feet are. There's no way he's going the other way. There's no way he's going that right. way, right, left. Uh, he's only going to go either forward or potentially forward and then to the side, to, to the right side. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that Peterson, that's, man, that's an obvious shift in, in direction right there. Yeah. Boom. Wow. Yeah, and actually, so, so like. So fun, slow motion. I you know, it. I love it. So, so this, is, <clears throat> this is partially why I like Rashidov is stuff like this. Whereas like he finds a way, you know, to get it done, and obviously he won world championships, yeah. but he had a lot of close matches, and he had to beat Aliyev, Musakayev, and Odaguru all just to get to the finals in 2019 in world. So he had like, you know, just a crazy draw. I don't know if enough is, mm-hmm. is talked about um, how hard of a of a bracket he had to win there, and and he did it. So that's that's why kind of why I like him. Um, he had a eleven out nine Beckov in the finals though. Yeah. It's almost like they put all the hard guys on one side. Huh. Not, yeah. And in Kazakhstan, too. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of, was it, was it 
Euros or Russian Nationals, you go have, I don't even remember who he's wrestling, but he had to go get a four, like, super late, and did. Um, I remember. Yeah, I'm not I'm sure. Blanking. It was probably Russian Nationals. Or maybe he, he got four, and then, like, right away was, came yeah, back. Yeah, okay, yeah, Russian Nationals, yep. And then right away came back and got a four of his own. The finals. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, mm-hmm. it, it shows, like, you know, Rashidov isn't obviously hitting those Peterson's like frequently that's not his go-to, but it's like he has that randomly when he needs to, when he needs to pull it out and win, finding a way. Yeah, kind of like you were saying. 100%. Yeah, yeah, man, this is gonna be, and also, also the fact that we have no American uh, that we have to be anxious about. This is gonna be a, just a fun bracket to watch. There's a lot of a lot of really good matches, and I'm sure someone really good is gonna get matched up in the first round just mm-hmm. because. The draws are stupid. I, I'm going to watch some more of um, – I picked Punya. I'm going to watch some more of the some Tavanyan. Tavanyan. I haven't watched too much of him. Mm-hmm. Tavanyan uh, because that way he'll – and the fact that he beat Aliyev 9-0 and the fact that he gutted him twice, that's impressive. Yep. yep. Aliyev isn't quite as effective at 65 as he is at 61. Uh, that's where I believe 61 is where he's won all of his yeah. world titles and medals. I guess in 2020 at Hasn't 65, he, he got really bronze. Close? Hasn't he always been really close with um, Rashidov? Like, I saw, obviously, we watched the one match. Yes. And, that was really and like, in, in, 2019, in 2019, he lost to Rashidov there and then Odaguru uh, in the oh, bronze match. Know. Yeah, I believe. So uh, he, he's there. But he just doesn't quite have that same um, thing to get it done at 65 as he did at 61. Yeah, so Aliyev... And, and for the record, he won his uh, Olympic medal at 57. Right. And so if you guys if you haven't looked at um, the previews yet, uh, I spent a lot of time going through all the matchups head-to-head. So mm-hmm. I, I probably have 95 to 99% of... Every time any guy in the Olympic field has hit head-to-head and then with video links where there are. Um, so I did a lot of homework for you guys to get ready for this. But um, Aliyev is 4-8 is and eight against the Olympic field. Um, so he hasn't had that much um, success. And so he's, you know, he's a guy where if he does have Rashidov first round or second round, I think he can knock him off. But... I don't think Aliyev's going to make that run all the way to the finals. Um, maybe, yep. maybe a bronze, but I don't, I don't see him winning it. I don't, I don't see him putting it all together. He's got losses over Bajrang or against Bajrang, Odaguru, Rashidov, um, even Valdez from Cuba, and then also Gajiev. So he's lost to a whole bunch of different guys uh, in this bracket in the past. So that's kind of why I don't think that highly of him right now. Yeah, do it. Cool. I'm going Punya, and then uh, I'm going to watch some more of Tavanyan. Okay. Yeah, I went Rashidov, then Rashidov. Tavanyan. Rashidov over, I went Odaguru. Yeah, I like that. I like that pick, too. I went uh, Russia over Japan in the finals oh, wow. for both 57 and wow. 65. Okay. All right. So 74. Um, I'm seven. guessing we're probably all picking the same final. Yeah, Dig Dig Sitikov. Uh, that's the match, I think. That's the match of the tournament. Yeah, match of the tournament. So yeah. no, no one's picking Chimizo for the upset? It's possible. I think Chimizo Sitikov will be a good match, but I'm not going to pick it. So <laughs> There's a chance. Yeah. Uh, 
I give Chimizo a, uh, I'll say, 30% chance, 25% chance, something in that range, between 20 and 30%. 20 is on the low end. Uh, so, which side do you think Kyle Dick will end up on? Hmm. Well, <laughs> it's just a coin flip. I would rather him be on Sitikov's side. Really? I'd rather him have Chimizo in the finals. I don't know. Like, wow, that's interesting. I mean, why, no, why, why I do you want him to wrestle old? Sitikov, and I want him to win. I'm just saying, like, well, well, ma- like matchup wise, going to go through both of them. Right? Yeah, he's going to have to go through both of them. Semis and finals, either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about, I, like, maybe for the match to watch, like, premiere, I'd, you know, I get you, like, finals, but, like, I would rather him catch Sitikov early. Then catch, Chim- the then catch Chimizo early. Oh. You know what I mean? I would rather him catch Chimizo later. Oh, just for so ed- you're saying even... So I guess I was just thinking semis and then finals. So you're thinking even... Uh, so obviously they could be a matchup first round because Kyle Dick is not seated at yeah. all. So that's yeah. a potential. Um, so why, you think Sitikov's a slow starter or what? I think... Well, I, I would put it more in... I don't think Chimizo's in as good a shape as Sitikov. Um Okay. And so I, I think it matters more if, you know, Chimizo has some tough matches leading up to the finals. Um, yes. And, you know, Dake is going to be, Dake's going to be fine whether he gets first round or, um, or in the finals, you know, his conditioning. Mm-hmm. But as it compares to Chimizo, you know, I could see him not being as peak second day, but I don't know if it matters that much. <laughs> um, yeah. But I did get some clips of uh, Sitikov and, uh, Chimizo, they've wrestled twice. Once was uh, this is 2019, I believe, World Finals. Um, mm-hmm. So these are all the times they've scored in their two matchups. So here you see Chimizo gets to uh, single leg. I don't know if it was an outside step or not, but here's how he finishes against Sitikov. Um, yeah, some people are so good in that uh, quad mm-hmm. position. And then here's Sitikov. That throw by, yeah, Ooh, that was so nice. And note, he scores so quick on on Chimizo there. Where you have to. He doesn't have a chance to <laughs> yeah, you, even yeah. counter. Um. So yeah, I, I believe this is the finals, and then the next one would be. Um, oh yeah, so here's like 20 seconds left. Chimizo's got a score, but Sitikov takes the shot, and uh, they actually end up giving him two here for it. Not that it matters but it's like a he's super not close. really trying to go anywhere there mm-hmm. he's just hanging out as low as possible to be yeah they give him two right there i can see it seconds to go mm-hmm. so yeah then sitikov wins five to two so that's the 2019 world finals nice. um, and then the next match is i think it's the semis or the quarters of 2018 so this is right after sitikov beat burrows um now he's got Chimizo. And so it's really like that was right at the end of the first period. So they didn't score that. Hey. But Chimizo almost got the takedown right at the end of the first. That's a really so similar. One, I'm assuming those are both shot clocks or those push outs? Uh, shot clocks. At this yeah, point. both shot clocks. Yep. So they both have a hard time. Dang, Chimizo gave that one up kind of easy, huh? So that's with 50 seconds left in the match. Wow. Double under is kind of a throw by ish. Ooh. That's yeah, Sitikov has yeah, great hips. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought 
I don't know, Ben, what you think about, you know, Chimizo, Sitikov matchup, um, or even just <coughs> Chimizo in general, but I thought after looking at, you know, kind of both of those, you know, matches, like it's in the balance mm-hmm. and Chimizo's right there. I don't know what your thoughts are. Uh, yeah, I you know, I think absolutely. I think Chimizo could beat Sitikov and Sitikov is probably more likely, but definitely possible that they both win. I think both are really tough matchups for Kyle Dake, but this is one where it's maybe not as deep. Like I have a very hard time seeing those guys below the top three beating. I, I think Chimizo is more upsettable. I don't know if that's a word um, than Dake or Sitikov, but I have a really hard time seeing someone below the top three beat those guys at the Olympics. Yep. Yeah, is I agree. Upsettable. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the guys maybe that we're <clears throat> overlooking a little bit, uh, Kenchadze from Georgia. Um, yeah. He lost to Chimizo 4-4, four to four, uh, and he's got a 2-2 loss to Sitikov uh, as well. So he's he's had criteria losses to both those guys. So he could be you know, a, a guy to watch. But I agree with you. It's like who's going to pick anybody but those, those top three. Yeah. Especially when, I mean, so, you know, this, the wrestling skill of it is the one part. And then how about the pressure of it being the Olympics and all uh, all of those other guys have proved that they can win at the highest of levels You know, when the pressure's on the most. They've all they've all done it um, at some point in their career. So, Kinshad, uh, hasn't proven that point yet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I picked Dake over Sitikov here. Um, I'm going with Dake over Chimizo because of the coin wow. flip. <laughs> okay. Okay. What do you got, JD? Uh, I'm going Dake over Sitikov. And let's remind everybody what Andrew Spay did. He picked Sitikov. Yes, yes, he did. Over Dake. So if it happens, it's his fault. Spay's Jeez, fault. I, I just want to remind so people Kyle Dake hasn't lost since 2018. Yeah. Since January of 2018. And Who do you lose to it then? Uh, Ahmed Gatsimagomedov. Um, yes. In the Uregan finals. And since 20, um, I believe, 14, he only has one more international loss. Obviously, he lost, you know, to Burroughs a couple times, Jaden twice in the Olympic finals. Uh, but basically, those are his two blemishes on his international record um he had a couple i think in the in 2013 like right after graduating but after that 2014 on those two um are it um like kyle dake is good good (laughs) good good yeah it's not just and it's not just like that he's winning it's the way he's winning winning how dominant uh he is in that you know in that blank the field in 2018 at 2018 worlds yeah yeah so 48 in a row and in those 48 matches he has 29 29 techs which is pretty crazy and then he's also got uh i think like 30 over like 30 shutouts in there as well so i'll say you you um you probably don't have this data but it'd be interesting to see how many takedowns he's given up in that amount of time like you said he has a lot of shutouts but his non-shutouts are one or two points, mm-hmm. basically. A lot of them are shot clock or step out. Yeah. That's about it. 
Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> not many. Yeah, and, and so that's what it was for me. Why I picked Dake over Sitikov is I don't see Sitikov taking takedown. Maybe he gets he has a very good outside step, and I could see him getting to that and possibly getting a step out, running Dake out of bounds. But I yeah. do not see him finishing. Yeah, that against Dake. Yeah, even in the Chimizo match, was it a? Um, it wasn't a takedown. Was it an exposure? Off of the yes, I believe so. Now Chimizo was like in it. and very close right at the end, <laughs> but mm-hmm. time did run out. Yeah. Fair. All right, eighty six. Eighty six. Let's keep moving. Um, it's getting easier. Yeah. <laughs> this one, uh, it's kind of another two horse race, probably, but mm-hmm. a one clear favorite in my opinion, and David Taylor, uh, who that that will be my pick, Taylor. Over Yastani, although Yastani is the one seed, and Taylor's going to get randomly drawn in. Taylor's not seeded. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah, and so I um so dumb. Knifeanoff is the clear. He's like the clear next guy, and then there's you know probably five or six others who are going to challenge for for bronze. But here's um, a clip of uh, Yastani Knifeanoff, and just to kind of show you the difference in the field. This is from 2019. Worlds. Uh, so Yazdani kind of runs Knifeanoff out right away, uh, and then he he kind of does the same thing. Let's see, he gets to a single leg. He's trying to uh, Rashidov out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they kind of get. It's it's one of the things I think we see a lot with Yazdani is he puts such pressure on guys, and they get out of bounds, and they try to like stay. They try to do something to stay in, and that's when they do something stupid. Um, and here it's so crazy how Yazdani does gas other people out, but then David gasses him out. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. So this is an interesting position here. Oh, get that limp play. Oh, oh, two knifing off. Oh, but then two Yazdani. Oh, is he gonna deck him? Yep, and he pins him. Oh, he decks him. Yeah, and then, so that's, that's actually just... a really dumb move by Yazdani. He stepped over that wizard without getting the leg in. Oh my gosh! The only kid yeah. in my academy about that. <laughs> yeah, don't show him that. Um, don't show him that for sure. Yeah, and I think you guys watched um, Taylor Nifanov before, but um, I, one of my favorite matches is the the Taylor Yazdani match from 2018 Worlds. They're opening that opening round, and so I put together all the so scoring sequences here. Oh wow! Um, so that's the first step out. So Yazdani actually got points for that. Um, Taylor was really close to kind of cartwheeling out of that, yes. and scoring himself. But that's just twenty seconds in to the match. Um, so, so much pressure see. by Yasnani. You see the pressure. Oh, have you ever seen? Have you Slip ever seen headlock. Taylor throw? Try to throw a headlock no, before? <laughs> ever, never, ever. I mean, yeah. who pushes David Taylor around? Nobody. Mm-mm. So that's just His whatever. Pressure is just so heavy. Thirty seconds in, and then this is a great. Little scramble here. Um, is Donnie's really close to scoring? No two is awarded yet because Taylor has that His arm. left arm draped over. Oh, he gets himself back. Oh, nice. Yeah. This match was so much fun. This is just a minute in. <laughs> and that shows you why as Donnie, I think, gets so tired towards the end because he's working so hard a minute, yes, 20 absolutely. seconds into the match. 
Yeah, this is yeah. They, they wrestle at such a high pace. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that was that, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, you mentioned the headlock, but that that right there, that's kind of uncharacteristic of David Taylor, also. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and and just, I mean, it kind of and it wasn't even really a great chest wrap. It was just, I'm, hey, I'm gonna try something on the edge. Yep, type of thing. So yeah, he's up five to two right at the end of the period, and he gets to this single leg to the quad pod, and he only scores one. So then it's it's six to two at the break. Yes. Yep. Um, oh, I think I saw John Brown in the background. <laughs> I think I missed that uh, takedown there. It's poor, <laughs> poor editing skills. Sorry. Jeez. Guys. So it's six to four still with. Oh, he's so tired. He's so tired. Yeah, he's so tired. He with two minutes left. Worldly bird him. Mm-hmm. Um, was David ends up winning this one ten five or or ten six or something? Yeah, I think the final score. Ooh, is, did he get a push out there? Or no, eleven to six. No, they they did they don't award uh, the step out there, which it probably should. That's have. one they they probably could have for sure. Yep, and then he, David gets the takedown to go ahead on criteria. I'm surprised they didn't brick that one because that would been uh, the brick would have been they had a chance of getting the one point, and mm-hmm. then we got a nice nice longer there yep. on the timeout. They should have bring, that, was, that was a dereliction of duty by the uh, Iranian coach. Oh, yeah, now it's over. Mm-hmm. I think there's one more decent little scramble um, that was kind of like what ultimately broke as Donnie's will. He's kind of, I don't want to say he's broken now, but he's not. Dead man walking, right? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. He ain't going full steam ahead at this point. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if Yasani has made adjustments and can withstand the gas tank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if um, you know. So they've had they've had two matchups to this point, um, and both ones. And the, you know, this is style, but he comes out so strong. It'll be Yasani was up like see. nine to zero. Uh, the first time they wrestled before yeah. he broke even harder. Yeah, uh, but sure. that was also his first time wrestling up at 86 from 74, where he was previously. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if he adopts um, a different strategy. You know, maybe he says, okay, I'm going to, I'm you know, I, I can never keep the gas tank for six minutes against David Taylor. Maybe I, you know, slow it down, try his whole position for the first, you know, two, two and a half minutes, and then I go, you know, turn it up. It'd be, you know, I mean, for someone who's failed twice, it's not a bad option. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what Gabe Dean's kind of strategy was, was, hey, let's let's turn this into a yep. hand fight for the first period. Yeah. Kind of with not not going to those scramble positions because that's where David's the best. Yep. Um, and he's just and, so fluid in there, and you're going to get so – if you're in those scr- – you're going to get so exhausted in those scramble positions mm-hmm. for David. Yeah. And so – I think more than the Dake Sitikoff matchup, I think the Taylor Yazdani matchup is like scary to me as a you know as an American fan just because you see what Yazdani can do when he's when he is like peak and you know has a full gas tank. Um, the so potential is there. <laughs> the potential is is certainly certainly there. Um, mm-hmm. If it's if the match strategy is just a little different, but I'm still gonna pick Taylor. Um, yeah, I'm going Taylor. Taylor, I'm gonna go Taylor over Knifenoff because Taylor and Yazdani end up on the same side. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, th- that was first round at Worlds 2018, yeah, so possible. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we got we got Amin and and Punya as the uh, the 3 and the 2 seed on the opposite side. So if like if Amin Amin can make the finals well, so, for sure. Wait, so uh Yazdani and Nifanov are the same side. So if Taylor gets drawn in. Yes. Yeah, so that that's side. Yeah, it's that side. Um but I am sticking with Taylor over Yazdani. I, is is uh, sorry, Jay, is Mikolov any good? Uh, because he used <laughs> to be pretty good, right? Is he not good anymore? Yeah, yeah, he's he's similar, maybe um, not as good as Aliyev, but kind of like a similar um, trajectory. Yeah, yeah, like where he's had really good results in the past, but lately. Well. He hasn't been as good, um, and he, he. But he did look all right qualifying um, at the Euro qualifier or last okay. um, last qualifier. So he's got like decent wins, um, but then he's also got yeah. the losses. So he's beaten um, he's beaten Reichmuth a couple times, who I don't really think that highly of, um, and then he's beaten Ambrosio, which. Again, I don't think, but yeah, Makoev, he's got losses to so many guys in the field where he's lost to Amin, he's lost to Nifanov, lost to Gos- Gosin, Shapiev. You know, I could just kind of go down the list. Um, so yeah, his 2017 Worlds was kind of like maybe an anomaly a little uh, bit. Okay, fair enough. I do want it noted that Spey, the American hater, picked Yastani over Taylor. <laughs> what is, is Spey just, he, he's trolling. That is very possible. Yeah. Yeah, he's trolling. He loves to troll, but I don't know. It is scary for me um, because, like, you know, I pick, I think about historically, like, so I'm rolling with, you know, Dake and Taylor and Steveson, and I'm giving Snyder a shot, but I'm like, there is no way America wins four gold medals, and even three is like. It, it, Let's it, go! No, no, yeah, I, I, I want it to happen, but I, like I picked that, and then I'm like, one of these isn't gonna hit because there's just no way that America wins three gold medals. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, pretty, pretty historic. Um, maybe dating back to, I don't know. 90, what, 92, 96, 96, 96 maybe. 92, we definitely won three. Yeah. Um, I'll look. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's. I, th- I think we forget sometimes how tough the Olympics <laughs> is and, like, we get so high on, you know, American guys. And, and how like, much stuff can go wrong. Because it's one match. Yeah, yes, because best guy doesn't always necessarily – when? Yeah, 96 was um, Kendall Cross, Tom Brands, and Kurt Angle, gold medalist. Nice. There were 10 weight classes there, though, so it, it was only 30%, so we would only need a 1.8 to match that. Yeah, that's some good math. Boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, 97, Sedulayev, Snyder, Mohamedian. This one's fun. Yeah. This one's fun. So what do we think about Mohammedian? Because I, I was like, holy crap, when he killed uh, Bo and Kyle on the same day. 
I was like, oh my God, who's this dude? But he likely has cycled off at this point. So we have a little bit less to worry about. Uh, and he didn't look great in his last tournament. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he bounces back. I think he does look good at the Olympics. Um, but it, he makes me nervous. But I'm still rolling with Captain America. I think the best version of Kyle shows up and makes the finals. Um, but I'm... I, I, I'm picking number one pound for pound. Abdul Rashid Sajjalayev. That I think Mohamedin does come back for bronze, though. I think he's right. the second or third best guy in the field. Yeah, uh, I'm going Kyle Snyder over Sajjalayev in the finals. There you go. So it, it's not? very possible. I think I'm giving Kyle much more of a shot than other people. Like I, I think some people have just written him off because he got pinned mm-hmm. last time they wrestled. But I, I'm like, remember the one time they wrestled and he didn't get pinned? <laughs> yeah. He gassed yeah. him out yeah. and yeah. won. Yeah. That could very well happen again. Yeah. The two have only wrestled yeah, two I, times and they've split. What? Yeah, I think, J.D., a decent portion of it is because of the Mohammedan match, at least. I mean, that, that one was like, oh, what happened there? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, yeah. I I still picked. Um, I actually picked Sedulayev over Mohammedian here, um, which I'm certainly fine with with being wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I don't like. I don't know what to think of Mohammedian. I think Ben, that's kind of your point. Is like at first, I, was, I hope he's on Sedulayev's side. Yeah, I hope he's on Sedulayev's side. Hoping. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, at first, our like was like, who is this guy? This you know, he looks like a world beater, and then. He's had close yes. matches. He's even taken losses to guys. Um, so now I think the template is out there and how to beat him. It's kind of to withstand his first minute um, pace, similar, maybe similar to mm-hmm. Yazdani. Yes. Um, yes. But and then and then you kind of chip away at him. But uh, maybe like some of the other weights with a heavy favorite with with Russia's heavy favorites. I put together some clips of Sedulayev getting scored on uh, from the 2020 Euros. And one of these, he's really close to, to getting uh, to getting <laughs> uh, pinned. So here's a, his first match. This is actually Tenerov. He's in the field. Um, he's 2019 World Bronze Medalist. So he goes, I think that's oh! cor- Yeah. He gets a little two that's there nice. on the throw. That's, that's correct. Correct throw um, is still a thing. And that was two points. <laughs> um, correct so throw yeah. is such a dumb thing. It's, it should not still be a thing. Yeah. You know the other change I want to make? Now that we uh, okay, I'll... Uh, I have a change I want to make. I'll bring it up in the show after we pick all the weight classes. Yeah, we got to see Sedulayev. He here. This is like really uncharacteristic. He gets in on a leg, and then he gets crunched up. Uh, cradle bang. You'll, you'll like this. I don't know that that guy was dumb though. He should have went to the cradle first. Oh, watch. Instead, instead of trying see. to hop over. There, but he should have went to earlier already. Is Sedulayev pinned there? Uh, I would say no, but that was. That should be another two. It should be two and two. So he gave uh-huh. up. He should be down six to zero. Why is yep. there no points on the board? I think he eventually does go down. Oh, so they gave him two and two. Wow. Yeah, four and two. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. That's not the same guy. You changed guys on me. I thought yeah, that these was are, the same guy. These are three different human beings scoring on <laughs> Sedulayev. Well, this um, guy looks different, but those last two look similar. Yeah, they're all different. This guy is actually, I believe, is in trouble with the Dagestani law. Um 
that's Gajiev from Azerbaijan, but he's why is he uh, in trouble? He he was uh, he was being investigated for murder. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, they'll get you. Ah, they'll get you in trouble. Yeah, that's trouble. That's trouble, Mister Kozak. You yeah, can't kill people. not not even in Dagestan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not even in Dagestan. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, things got wild, I believe, one night, and um, yeah, I believe he's he's either he was under arrest or he's on he's on the run. This is like a year in the making, so COVID didn't wow. treat him well. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's a couple guys that score on him, and then we saw at the Aliyev, he didn't have the most <clears throat> impressive performance, and that was just four weeks ago, mm-hmm. five weeks ago. Um, so yeah. he's human; he can he can be beat, um, but I'm still gonna pick him uh, to win. Nice. All right, I'm picking Snyder. All right, 125. Uh, 125. The kind of the more I've looked into this weight, it is it is like the story of the the veterans who've won. Uh, so Taha Akul, he won in 14, 15, 16, and then um, Gino Petrosvili won 17, 18, 19. So the last six world golds, uh, world Olympic golds, are between these two guys. And then there's a whole like crop of young challengers coming up so iran has uh, amir zare and then obviously u.s has gable stevenson um belarus has a really good guy his name is janice akramenkov akramenkov good luck on that one yeah and then uh russia's sergey uh, kozirev uh, so there's these this younger group of heavyweights coming up that are really really good and they can challenge they can challenge the top two guys um, for sure, Zari beat Petrosvili um, in November 2019. Zari, he's dominated Gwiz twice. Once he 10-0 teched him, and then just at the Poland Open, he cautioned him out in like the first period. Um, so, so he's really that's good. the one that almost worries me about Gable yes. more than than the yeah. other ones because you know if you look at Gable, what he would struggle, and so the last last year he beat. Cassiope really bad, but you think a guy a guy like Cassiope who's not going to take a lot of risks, who's just going to move into him and be big, like that gave Gable a lot of trouble two years ago um, when they wrestled in Carver Hawkeye. Is that is that you know he obviously made some adjustments, but at the same time Cassiope is not Zare, right? He uh, Zare is significantly better, so yes. I think that's the, that's the skill set that has the potential to give Gable trouble. If someone's going to shoot on Gable has. He's a heavyweight, and he has some of the best reattacks in the game. Um, so anyone that's shooting underneath Gable is probably not going to go too well. And we both know uh, Gino and Taha kind of have four four heavyweights have higher attack rates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you watch, um, I didn't have a chance to clip any of um, match footage here, but uh, Gino and Taha met just two months ago at uh, Euros, and. Gino was just shooting over and over and over again, and how Taha was scoring was all on on reattacks. And so for me, in my mind, yeah. that's like perfect for Gable for against Gino. Um, I think the matchup against Taha is a little little tougher. Um, but this is, I mean, this is in another weight. Like we talked about, sixty five being really deep, um, and obviously there's the top two. But after the you know the top two at sixty five or at, at one twenty five. I really like the field, and I think it could be a lot of fun. I think there could be some upsets early and a, a lot of really good good matchups um, with the top mm-hmm. six to eight guys 
in here. Yeah. Um, so we want to make our make our picks. Uh, I'm going Gable. What's the, another coin flip. Sooner what side he's going to be on. Mm-hmm. We'll say Gable over Taha. All right. And I think, J.D., I think me and you are the same. Gable yeah. over Zara. Gable over Zara. Yeah, we picked yeah. The, young, the young boys. New era. Um, but, well, it's yeah. crazy is Gable and Zara can both end up on the same side as a Taha or mm-hmm. Gino. I mean, Gino right. and Taha are opposite sides, but those guys could end up on the same side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like heavyweight a lot. I think it's going to be um, a great a great weight. Sponsored by Oliver Stone, of course. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, nice. Um, hey, do you guys want to... Uh, here, my simple rule change that it's, yeah. it's you know when you think about it, so I was okay the the stupidest thing in freestyle wrestling okay I shouldn't say that there's because there's there's a handful of them when the head goes out and and you're in parterre you're out okay mm-hmm. there is very little little said little to no risk of any danger being happening so if you're in parterre you should be able to continue to wrestle till any like like college wrestling rules till any part of your body is in bounds because we see in freestyle. You can already run people 27 feet off the mat and get points for that, which is infinitely more dangerous than being in the parterre position. So I'm saying parterre position, if you leave the mat, it's it's out, right? Like So if there's, a, say, one guy's got a leg lace and his feet are in and the other guy's off the mat, they're out, obviously. Um, but if any part of a body is still on the wrestling surface, then the, you know, the, the circle, then you still wrestle. Doesn't that seem obvious? Yeah, I think I think it makes sense. Um, and I, it would expand the parterre wrestling by uh, a magnitude, right? You'd get mm-hmm. so much more space. Yeah, and I think maybe um, your point is like when when they start when their head goes out and they start to like go over in the gut. Sometimes they let them continue, and other times they blow it That's dead and say, too. "No, no, no, whistle blow, yeah. whistle." But so it'd be really clear. It'd be like, "Oh no, his foot was still in." And yeah. he broke ninety, so that's that's two. Um, I don't think we'll ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see it. But I I like the. Why rule. not? It seems so easy. <laughs> I don't know. Or or think about this, uh, John and JD. Like if they're if if someone is perpendicular to the edge, right? So the edge is here, and the, the two people are like there. Like, do you know actually what the rule is when they call them out? Like, what does that rule actually say? Like, if there's like a hand or a foot up, but the head is still in. No, but say they're in a gut wrench position and they're like halfway out. Like, you know, a good chunk of their body is out. They're laying on the line, but the head's not out, right? Because the head out is out for sure. When mm-hmm. do they stop that? Uh, I don't know when it's officially supposed to be stopped. And uh, that's that a, it's very unclear. Scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they so, still let it go because, like, you can lace the, someone yeah. on the edge like that. Mm-hmm. You see that sometimes. Yeah, you see it where they turn and they keep their – they move move it till their feet go out of bounds, but they keep their head, yes. head in. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, very unclear. So if you just made something that was super clear, then it would be much easier. So, like, yeah. college, college, high school, college out of bounds, folk style-wise, is so much better than than out of bounds high school rule. High school rules are very ambiguous. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the exact terrible. wording is, but it's high school out of bounds is yeah. awful. Yeah. It mm-hmm. needs to be abolished. If, abolished. Yeah. <laughs> well do a step out. Uh, it's it's so bad, especially in high school. But 
I don't know why that came up or how that came up, but uh, okay. Oh, because I was watching in our in our clips. I saw a whole bunch of times when they were, mm-hmm. you know, uh, out of bounds and heads oh, yeah. It just seems like they should really, especially especially when the head is leading, like leading the bodies, right? And, you know, they're they're faced this direction. It's so dumb for the head out to be out. It just doesn't make any sense when ninety four percent of the body is still in, but the top of the head is out of the circle, and they say out. It's like, come on, dude. Yes. Okay. Well, it's after 9.30. Should we get to, I think we only had one or two questions before we get out of here. Yeah, let's do questions. All right. From Adam Rush, how large is the window of opportunity for the USA wrestlers to capture Olympic gold? Is there a high likelihood that these wrestlers run it back for 2024? Um, I will say it is very... Um, Obviously, it's on an individual case basis, but overall, the window is very small. So, are we saying are we talking about specifically our uh, the current American team? Or are we just talking about like theoretically? Uh, I was talking. I, I was thinking. That's why I said on an individual case to case basis. Um, but on a grand scheme, the window is very small. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a four-year window is like I, it's one. What do you guys say? It's a very large window. Uh, when you reference in Gilman's World Silver, uh, not a lot of people stay on top. I think the amount of, I would guess the amount of repeat Olympians, so from they go from one team and they're on the team, the next team is super small. I would guess 30% or less is what I would guess. Um, that being said, with this team, I could see Kyle Dake doing it in 2024. Mm-hmm. Snyder. I don't see anyone coming up to upset David Taylor. Jaden Cox could potentially upset Snyder, yes. but if Jaden Cox doesn't do it, then it's Snyder again. Gable, we don't know if he's still going to wrestle. Yeah. If he does, it's pro- he's probably the favorite by a long ways. Um, Gilman, I would say, is not going to be the favorite by 2024. And then 65, we don't have an Olympian. But if you want to say Jordan Oliver, then I would say someone else is the favorite by 2024. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with I definitely agree with that. And I think another thing to think about, which is going to be interesting and maybe a different topic, but like for the women's team, just because I feel like <clears> – <throat> Obviously, we've heard you know women's wrestling is growing, and I the the team at Cadet Worlds that just won. You know, it'd be interesting to see, yeah, how good they get, how fast they get, uh, or how Kylie Walker made the Olympic team trials finals and competed in Fargo a couple months later. (laughs) I know, yeah, Yeah. and for reference, and it's like, I mean, even like a girl like Jasmine Robinson, if you haven't haven't seen her who just won Fargo yeah she was smashing 16 and, and juniors like she's she is really really good and then obviously Kennedy Blades and so it's like that'll be a whole nother topic to look at like how young maybe some of these girls are when they make the team in 2024 2028 um which obviously we can talk about later but I think that's another thing to think about uh, so but I actually feel like the uh the women's team is kind of filled with trailblazers at this point, but they're kind mm-hmm. of uh on the older end. So I look Sarah's twenty-seven, Tamira's twenty-eight, Adeline is thirty, and Helen's twenty-nine. Um, you know, so that that's that's like in wrestling age, uh, and I don't think the gender mm-hmm. even is relevant here, but that's definitely older. And mm-hmm. so now we're talking at another three, so it's not usually before, but yeah, another three years. That's definitely older, older. So Nomad wrote an article um, a year or so ago talking about the average age of world teams versus out of college. And it kind of 
peaks up until four years out of college and then takes a pretty hard decline. Mm. Um, so four years out of college, that's like 26, yeah. 27. That range is kind of like your wrestling athleticism peak, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's an Olympic cycle, like, yeah, you know, yeah, six, seven, eight years out of college, you know, pushing thirty, you're definitely kind of on the older end, and are in the a, a very low percentile for making an Olympic team. Yeah, I mean, even if you just look at last the last Olympic team. Who's the only one? Is just Snyder, right? He's the he's the only. Re- and when he won, he was the youngest um, Olympic mm-hmm. champion in yeah. USA wrestling history. So yeah, yeah, and then I mean, obviously, you have the the women's side where you have you have Helen and Adeline, um, but just them. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, yeah, that's it. So. Man, so the answer, yeah, I, I, and I don't know about Fargo, but uh, I, I don't know the historical data on Fargo, but it feels as though there were so many more women. Um, that, uh, there's so many more women now than there were, say, two years ago. Yes, that is. I don't, I don't remember the exact when, numbers, okay, but um, I don't remember the exact numbers. But yes, this was the highest um, inter-women's um, Fargo of all time, and it's up. It, it was up a. Crazy high percent from five and even three years ago. So, nice. he needs to go up. Um, so Jakar is also twenty eight. Kayla is the baby at, at twenty five on the team. Um, yeah, so I, I would venture to guess it's going to be hard to see too many repeats um, for the twenty twenty four team. Even on a short, the women's team's good, man. I could see that. Yeah, I could see the women's team uh, winning for sure. And I know. Um, you guys have how good Japan is, but I feel like this team is really, really good. It, it it's good. I'm just I want to keep Americans' expectations. I'm going all in on America. Level. Forget <laughs> you guys. I just picked five. I just picked four men's freestyle Olympic gold medalists. There you go. Yeah. All right. I think that's a good note to end on. Since next time we do this show, we will be rooting on Team America. Yeah. In Tokyo. It'll be a weird schedule next week with the Olympics going on. Um, the second session of each kind of wait or whatever. Watch should party. be Yeah, should be ending up kind of about when we would normally start. So um, it could go over some days. It'll be TBD when exactly we start. But I think we're going to keep rolling with this show next week right after the watch party every day. So tune in to the watch party every day starting at um, 10 Eastern 10 p.m. Eastern. All night. That's right, baby. We'll be staying all up all night. night. Dangerous nights, baby. Watching wrestling. So, Ben Askren, John Kozak, I'm JD Raider. We will see you during the Olympics. USA, baby.